Wow. Two alcohol sounds because it's February. Because it's February and I'm drinking again. Did you miss it during January? I don't know. I was smoking a lot of weed. <laughs> I think it like made me aware of how much better weed makes me feel than alcohol. Yeah, it's so much better. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Like weed historically, like I I don't like being high in social situations. Mm-hmm. Um, alcohol is much better for those. Yeah. But I'm not really in social situations right now. You know right. what I mean? So might as well just smoke weed and... Um, no, definitely. I mean, I think alcohol is fun to drink at a party or a bar, but yeah. like here in our apartment, I just am not, I don't find it as enjoyable. Yeah, I don't find it as enjoyable, which is why I'm doing it right now with you. Well, sure. I mean, it's fun. Obviously, it's fun in the pod. What yeah. I meant was party bar or pod. Is, party bar is or pod. Are the perfect circumstances for it. Yeah. So welcome to the party bar pod. pod. <laughs> party bard pod. Um, party bard pod. All right. Today we're going to be talking about Today we're talking about uh, someone's some some special people in our lives. They're the first the, the first people we loved. I don't know. And they're the first people we hated. And they're the last ones last ones we think of before we go to bed. And the first ones we think of when we think about Childhood. Parents. We're talking about parents. We're talking about parents. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to riff tonight, Ethan. I just don't know if I have it in Really? Me. What's up? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just not I feel like my brain's just like broke today. Really? Hmm. I'm sorry. That's all good. I mean we'll see how it goes. I don't wanna like create a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. I, I but there there's some things that we gotta talk about before. We get to, to That's our, right. yeah, our, it's been, the bulk. It's been like decently long since our last it's, spot, right? Yeah, I don't know, two or three weeks. It was it was barely far into January, I remember, because it felt it true. felt silly for us to be doing New Year's stuff. But uh, how you been the last couple of weeks? How's how's work? Work's fine. I mean, like we're dropping like flies. People, my manager got COVID. Um, Yikes. Other people have been out due to non-COVID sickness. Um, so that's a little weird. weird. Um, it just means that we're short staffed and like, I am doing well by myself, I think by not picking up every shift that's offered to me. It's probably Uh, a good thing. Yeah. I mean, I won't enjoy it as much when I get my paycheck, but yeah, true. um, No, like work's fine. Work's not the like tough part. I just feel like, um, oh my God. Um, I just, speaking of work, my coworker's cat was sick and she posted it. She just posted a picture of her cat on Instagram. And I commented saying like, is your cat okay? And she was like, yeah, he's fine. Are you free tonight? Huh? Oh my God. They're going bowling. Those idiots. What? They're going bowling? Those morons. Oh, it's not a good idea. No, it's not. Honestly, like a bowling alley is a pretty gross place. Yeah. Like pretty unclean generally. Normally I'm okay with it, but the fingers and the balls, you yeah. Yeah, the fingers and the balls, the feet and the shoes, the 
the the seats you know Ugh. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that Kirby. i don't eat i mean like part of the thing with bowling alleys is like it's fun to have food or drinks while you're doing it but it's also so gross because you're like putting your hand into the ball and taking it out you know and then you're eating some french fries with those fingers right. it's gross yeah and you don't want to use hand sanitizer every single time you want to eat something right um, no i i like i don't think about these things even still in a pandemic like i'm uber aware of like masks and like particles that are probably leaving people's mouths now mm -hmm. but i still don't care about as soon as I learned that the virus doesn't really spread on surfaces, I still like don't care. Yeah, no, I mean that's fair. I, I, I it still worries me, but I don't think it really needs to. But, but yeah. Um, but you got you just got an email from another potential employer. That's right. I'm very curious to see how that goes because it's like it, it seemed like the email was indicating that the position might be different or like it said like that she didn't say like the person who we were gonna hire like dropped yeah she said the position has changed or like the situation has changed right so very curious to see how that works out but like yeah like after i got rejected from that job i kind of just like totally lost all interest in picking up any other work than the coffee yeah, shop yeah that I makes sense i myself to just like i'm just gonna do this indefinitely yeah so it's interesting to have a new shock of infusion into my life where I'm like, you know, um, I don't know. Yeah, I think maybe like a bit of, I've been like in a pretty bad place mentally for the past few weeks. And like, I think a, a lot of that comes from just like mundanity and like feeling like, what am I doing? Um, and like, I don't know, just being like stuck. You know, right definitely yeah. so this is a it's a plot twist in that it's a plot twist and i you know the consequences we'll see you know yeah i mean it seems like they are probably interested in you if they sent you you know if they if they specifically reached out to you though right yeah. cool yeah and Here, I i'm gonna like i'm gonna mute i'm gonna mute real quick so that i can go turn a fan on so that you can probably can you hear basha in the background a little bit okay i'm gonna i'm gonna deal with that a little just a sec but <laughs> but keep talking okay um no, yeah, I think um, I have a good relationship with, like, the pastor. Um, I've been, like, continuing to show up to, like, morning prayer and stuff. Um, and I like I like him. And he's, you know, part of the hiring process. So that's, like, definitely part of why I think they reached out to me again. I don't know if they also reached out to other candidates or what, or if I have to go through a whole interview process again. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. Kind of fun, though. It's kind of fun. Yeah, I should I should think of it as such as fun. Um, other stuff in my life, I'm getting my second vaccine dose. I just scheduled that for a couple of weeks from now. That rules. How did you feel after the first one? It hurt. It hurt like literally for 15 minutes and then it was done. But like the actual injection was like more painful than any vaccine I've gotten. Did you have any side effects after? No, I felt completely normal. Interesting. Yeah, I I was I had a really nice walk with them today and I was telling them how I like just like going into the shot, I was like, oh, I'm definitely getting the real thing. Like 75% chance, like I'm in that 75. And yeah. since getting it, I've just been like, there's no way I got the real thing. Definitely a placebo, like I'm screwed. 
you know. But you should if they because if it's a placebo, it's probably saline, right? Yes. So after they give it to you, you should like touch the you should like lick it and see if it tastes salty. I made that joke at work. Really? And it's <laughs> it's funny that you said the same thing. You were joke you were just joking just now, right? Though? I mean, yeah, I think that probably none of it gets on the outside of your skin, but like I feel like it's it's normal to be curious about which one they're shooting up into you, right? I mean Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean like I'm, how could I, you I, I feel like you should want to figure it out, but I guess there's probably no way to really probably not. Like here's the, so the thing is like when they injected the liquid under my skin, it burned. Like it burned really bad. So Interesting. That, that's either like in my mind, that either means I got a real thing or say that's just how saline feels when it's inserted into that like subcutaneous skin. Right. So it, either. So what you're saying is it, so, it means it means so, either one option or the second option. It's like either one option or the second option, but like severely so. Right. It's a really them. good indication of right. one of them, but you don't know which. But I don't know which. Right. Interesting. Uh, but in other needle news, I'm getting a tattoo on Tuesday. Hell yeah, of the of the angel baby. Angel. And I really, I actually just realized what the nurse practitioner from the study um, called me today and was asking about like, you know, redness and swelling at the injection site. And um, I didn't, you know, I had nothing to report, but it made me realize like my injection site is where I want to get my tattoo. Oh. So I was like, is that going to be a problem? And he was like, I'm going to have to get back to you on that. So I might like move my tattoo slightly, like the sights right here, and I might move it like slightly down. And I think it's kind of cool to like have a tattoo for the rest of my life that's been altered by my participation in a vaccine study. You know, like that's so twenty. That is kind of cool. It's a cool early commemoration. You know? Yeah, that's awesome. Look back and be like, that's so early twenties of me. Early twenties. Oh God, early twenties. Yeah. We're in, we're in our early 20s in the early 20s. Isn't it crazy? Crazy stuff. Um, but tell me about you. I well I got into grad school, so that's yeah, I want to hear about that. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it makes it feel so much more real now. Like I'm going to go to grad school to learn how to uh, do government work. Yeah. Which is crazy and like boring and uh you know, like it makes me wonder like oh, fuck, like, is this a mistake? Like, is this, like, the worst thing you can go to grad school for? But I think most of the things that I'm interested in doing are either in nonprofit or government. So, like, I might as well just do it, even if it means that I'm going to be, you know, in some kind of boring classes or surrounded by, like, annoying people. I don't know. Um, I'm uh, a little intimidated by it, but a little excited. And they just sent me an email today saying that I'm a... I'm a top prospect, so I'm invited to top prospects day, which is basically like an admitted student's day. I don't know how is many people are top prospects. Huh? That's for American? Yeah, that's for American. So American was supposed to let me know by the end of next week. They let me know so early after I sent it in. Then George Mason is supposed to be let me know by three weeks from now, and then... Uh, George Washington is supposed to let me know by five weeks from now. So it's going to be slow to find out whether I got into GW, which is the one that I'm uh, like, you know, really interested in. Yeah. Uh, when do you have to decide by? 
April 15th, I think. So I got a good amount of time. And yeah, basically for now, I just have to like do my research and like think it through. But like, I, you know, like people say like, you know, look at, look at their curricula and like who has the classes and the professors that you're more interested in. But like, I don't know, like, how am I supposed to know who's better at? Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, it's really hard to know because I'm not an expert in this field really. Right. Public administration, but. Are you optimistic about the possibility of like finding something exciting when you're there? As in like finding a, finding a new passion in public administration while I'm there? Sure. Or just like, like having something click like, oh, like this is what I want to be spending my time doing. I mean, I, I hope that's true. That would be awesome. I think I'm a lot more interested in local government than I was before starting this job. Um, and so kind of going into it, I'm thinking to myself, like, I probably either want my concentration to be in local government or in nonprofit management. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, but I don't know, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm open and it seems like, you know, I'll have to take classes in everything. And um, I don't know, we'll see. I Mostly I'm excited to, like have peers again yeah yeah that sucked at work that there wasn't anyone that was my age and the fact that there will be like happy hours for my class are like thank fucking god like i like that's part of i know that it's not gonna be the same in grad school as it was in undergrad but like that's part of school in general that i have really been missing yeah and you know especially as things as things open up and like kind of go back to normal more it's going to be nice, you know, since I don't have that many friends around right now to kind of have, have people to be, to meet. Really good. Yeah. It'll, that, that might be really exciting. And like, um, yeah, it's cool that it's, it's very unlikely that the pandemic will last through your entirety of school. Like even if you start next fall and, you know, right. like fall. it might be, it might be like hybrid this fall. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. Do you have any new updates on whether and how you might get vaccinated? Uh, no, not really. It's still, it's going to happen through work. I'm pretty sure of that, but they still don't know um, when really, because they're still making their way through all the, the olds and the like essential workers. But after the olds and the essential workers, it's my time to shine. Yeah. They're just like enrolling all Arlington employees, which I definitely don't need a vaccine, but you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say no. It doesn't really help anyone to say no. I mean, yeah, everyone's got to get vaccinated at one point or another. And mm-hmm. um, yeah. So, but honestly, like now that I'm done with uh, like applying to grad school, like once I'm, now that I'm in, I feel like I've not really been thinking about work at all. Um, yeah. But also, right now, I'm trying to stop using social media as much. Wow. Um, which is hard when you're working from home. Like, it's hard when I'm just sitting with my laptop. Yeah. To every 30 seconds, open up Twitter or Reddit. Like, I don't know how to do that. And oh, so I started... I, mm-hmm. Huh? No Reddit either for you then. Yeah. I mean, because it's not, it's not like the the tracking aspect of it that's really, like, concerning to me. It's the fact that, like my attention span is only 30 seconds long at this point. Like the fact that I need to teach myself how to focus on something, it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I totally been feeling that 
Um, have I told you about my plan for Lent? Yeah, the flip phone? Yeah. Are I you going to do it? Today. Yeah. You really? Yeah, I'm going to do it. I, um, I am realizing it's going to take practice beforehand. Like I can't just go into February 17th and just like drop everything. Like I'm going to need to yeah. do some conditioning beforehand and preparation. But I've started doing that over the past week in a way that I feel optimistic about. And I think I could do it. Also, and Lucas is also uh, going to do it with me. Maybe not in all the same Lenten ways, but like, I think I think he's down. So it'll be nice to have somebody to talk about the process with. What kind of phone is this? Like, it's a it's a flip phone. What can you do on it? Can you text with a little like with the 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 numbers? Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah. It doesn't have a a keyboard, a QWERTY keyboard. It has wow. you know the nine digits. Um, so. I think I'm going to purchase a, a phone plan with unlimited text. So, nice. but also like, I will still have my computer at home. Right. So you won't vanish from the group chat or completely. From like I'll probably still be on this, but like, I think a lot of what keeps me in negative mental loops is like the physical sensation of having my phone in my hand mm -hmm. and like, uh, yeah, just like being stuck there, like in that, in that physical position. And I think yeah. it just, like activates the same reinforcing mental loops um, mm -hmm. that are really hard to break out of. And like when I'm on my computer, like, yeah, I'm logging on to Twitter all the fucking time. Right. But it's just easier to get away from being in front of my computer or whatever. Okay. Well, you saying that, that you want to get a flip phone for Lent has inspired me to cut Twitter for Lent. All right. No Twitter, not on my computer, not on my phone, not at all. And I'm gonna have to rely on on the group chat for telling me, you know, give 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 me updates every once in a while. What's going on? What's the memes? You know, who right. do we hate now, etc. Um, because I'm so looking forward to not being involved in that at all, not knowing anything about it. I think it sounds awesome. Yeah, I've done my Twitter breaks and- Yeah, you've done a couple of those. I've done a couple and really what I've learned from them is that nothing important happens on Twitter. Right, I, like at the, what I've been noticing now since I've started to think about this is that every time I open Twitter, I see something that makes me feel angry or upset and I never enjoy it. I never learn anything. Like I feel like I only have negative interactions when I open that app and I, why do why would I keep doing it? Only because I'm addicted. Like I, I think I gotta cut it for yeah. that and then get back into it. Right. Yeah, I mean the best the best thing you can ask for from those breaks are like they reposition your desires and inclinations when you return. Right. Unless you're really trying to give it up for life, which just seems hard and unfeasible and like unrealistic. Yeah. And not even that fun. Um yeah. So yeah, but like another thing. The, the main reservation from me like diving into the smartphonelessness of Lent was like, I've never done Lent before and mm -hmm. I want to observe Lent as a Christian participating in the liturgical year. But I was like, am I just doing this for myself or am I doing it like as part of a 
community participating in this ritual. Yeah, yeah. that makes that's interesting. Yeah, I had a good conversation with my pastor um, last Friday, a week ago, about those thoughts, and he was like, "I mean, yeah, like the reason um, people." either give up or take on something for Lent is out of a spirit of gentle self-examination. Um, mm -hmm. He talked about like in Lent, Lent's of, of yore, he would like, um, not by like deprivation, like I'm, I'm doing a deprivation Lent where I like deprive myself of something, right. but other people- But there's also people do like a read a devotion every day or something. Right, 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 right. Yeah, like take on a practice. And he like talked about kind of marrying those things like in when he has like a desire to do this thing he's trying not to do like replace that with a prayer or a snippet of scripture which deep in your head so like he gave me some recommendations of like things to do with my fixations um in a way that's uh, that's like devotional and um in a spirit of, of examination so that made me feel better about like initiating a new practice and like make, not just like doing it for the sake of you know breaking my fixation which I think will be helpful for me yeah. but also to like participate in this ritual which ideally brings me closer to God and like that's also going to be helpful for me in a that's new way awesome yeah I never really this sounds dumb to say but I never really thought of Lent in a religious way um mm -hmm. I think like maybe Catholic Catholics, is it a thing that Catholics take more seriously than Protestants? I don't really. Generally, yeah, but Episcopalians are like Protestant Catholics, kind of. Yeah, well, Lutherans I don't know. I mean... in, in our Lutheran church, like they never really talked about it in church, but my family would just like say like, oh, I'm, I'm not going to eat chocolate during Lent or whatever, just as kind of a way of like proving to yourself that you can make a change for 40 days, but um, it never really it never really became religious to me at all, but I, I really like that perspective on it. I think that's, I think, I hope it works well. That sounds great. Yeah, I hope I learn a lot. I hope you do too. Uh, the only other thing, only other thing we got to talk about before we get into our topic for the day is the big game this weekend. Oh my God, I keep forgetting about it because I really don't want to think about it. <laughs> Who are you rooting for? I don't know. Like, I hate Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. But I also don't like, I, I like the Chiefs team. I don't like their name. <laughs> yeah, but they're called that. But I, I think they're a fun team and I want them to win. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm team Chiefs. I, I don't really care about either of these teams in any way. But again, I don't like Tom Brady. He's, he's one too, he's, he's simply one too much. Um, so. I was, I was like really gen, like I, after, not like last, like after the, the Packers lost to the Bucks to the Tom right. Brady's Bucks, I was like, I, I hadn't been upset about a football game like that since I was like 20. Like yeah. it's been a long time since I've been upset about a football game like that. And I think it's like partially like living with TJ. <laughs> like TJ knows how to like find the thing that annoys you and like really dig into that. Interesting. And for me, it happened to be um, my hatred of Tom Brady. Huh. That's interesting. I, uh, I, I've stopped thinking about football since I left high school. Like, since going to college, it's really drifted from 
something I some from being something I care about. And it's so nice not to feel shitty for the rest of the day when the Giants lose, you know. Weren't you in a fantasy football league with me at one point? I don't think I I don't think I was in a league with you. I was in a league with Mason and I assumed you were in it, but I don't think I, I was. Not have been. But maybe. I don't know. I, I just like I used to care so much about football, used to just like it feels so much pressure about whether the Giants won or lost. And yeah. now I don't care. But it would make me happy if they ever were good again. But they never will be, so that's okay. Yeah. Um I hate the Giants so much. Anyway, let's, like, <laughs> um, let's get into it. Let's get into talking about our parents' music. Yeah. So how do we want to do this? Well, uh, do we want to just... preface it with talking about like music and our childhood and our families. Yeah. What was music like in the Weber family house? Yeah. It was. Um, I would say music was not something that like it was. So I didn't, like, my, my parents were never musicians growing up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, both my parents were theater kids growing up and- Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's, they're not really theatery people. I mean, my dad did theater in high school to like make friends and like get girls or whatever. Me too. Um, hey, a man after my own heart. Right. Um, my mom- was a dancer and she was she loved singing and stuff um but they were yeah my like my dad had the guitar that i have now he had that hanging around and would like sometimes play songs for us but like yeah music like music was never something that was like in the house you know what i mean like it was more like a background influence i guess and okay um i don't know i I, I've, I have like really fond memories of like listening to certain songs on CDs in my dad's car driving around town when I was little, like like some seminal growing up songs for me were If I Had a Million Dollars by Bare Naked Lady. Oh my God, me too. Yeah, I mean, that's a great song for it's, a kid. It's Yeah, it's so, it's such a good song for a kid to listen to. Yeah. Even though it talks about uh, like the elephant man, like it's, it has all these references that are like, I don't know what that is, but I know, but it's still funny to sing. Like having yeah. you always wanted a monkey. Like who, yes, it doesn't. Oh my that. god, yes, yes. Emily, sound um, off if you if you agree that if I had a million dollars is a perfect song for kids. Yeah, I certainly. If I ever have kids, I'm going to be playing that uh, around them. But uh, that one, um, Creed, um, was really big. Would you listen to like a Creed CD? Yeah. Or- were they just on the radio at that time? No, Human Clay. Um, Whoa. With uh, with arms wide open. Um, and is that the one with the crazy album cover? Yeah, like the Human Clay on it. <laughs> like it's a... Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah, I forgot how crazy that was. Wow. Yeah, huh. that was big. Um, I think like U2 was around. Yeah, that makes sense, right? Um, here's another thing about it. So like my mom had... Um, home by dixie by the dixie chicks um Mm -hmm. now the chicks um she had that cd and played it um and i made a whole stink about like hating the dixie chicks i was like this is 
girl music or like whenever my mom played like landslide off that cd and she was just like absolutely loving it i was like i hate this song oh you were um, a little stinker i was a little stinker um but yeah and and oh um another formative song was i think i love you by the partridge family i think i remember my Whoa. dad playing that on vinyl back when he had a record player Maya, I'll, t- I'll tell you i considered putting that in in one of these lists i love that song it's a really good it's a song. great song it no it's it's a great song uh, yeah no it's good yeah my family started watching the partridge family when i was like in high school at one point like we tried watching hmm. um that and also the original hawaii 50 because we were wow. really into the modern hawaii 50 so we tried watching like the old... the one with daniel day kim is the new one but yeah uh yeah that's how i first was exposed to ddk um huh wow that's you you your family was watching the partridge family in the modern era yeah well we had like when i was in middle school like we had a real zone of like watching tv together like we would really like we watched 5-0 every week and we watched american idol every week and oh we, we did too we did too no this is dance, basha yeah. basha has thought this is weird about my family but like this was a thing, especially when we lived at home, but like right. after dinner, we'd all sit in the living room and like watch a couple hours of TV together. <laughs> like, yeah, it was what we did. Yeah. We didn't do it every night, but like when those shows were on. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, like that's, that's where most of my childhood m- music influence came from. Like as I learned it from my parents, I would say. That makes sense. I would say my dad was a musician. He was, Right. involved in theater and then in acapella in college um and so we learned like a lot of musical soundtracks um and then and we listened to the radio so we listened to like xm kids and radio disney were the two channels when we were like little and then we moved on to like uh the pulse which was like kind of radio rock and like you know creed and and their ilk and then Eventually, like, we, you know, my parents started playing, like, the 70s. and My parents would play the 70s and 80s stations because that's, like, the music they grew up with. And, um, yeah, but, you know, obviously, like, my dad sang with us a lot and we sang in choir. And my mom rarely sang because she thinks she has a bad voice. I think she has a normal voice. Like, I think she sounds, like, kind of on the better end of how most people sound probably but um but uh damn i still have the creed human clay thing pulled up on my screen you're on half the screen and then creed human clay is on the other half and it's really uh it's, it's an interesting yeah that's right it's an interesting composition that i have here but um but yeah we love we love music and you know my brothers and i would often be singing and um i i would say that we honestly i would say we listened to musicals like a lot of the time when we were in the car or this this cd that was called broadway kids that was like kids singing it was like kids oh, Bob, wow. but for broadway um so i remember them singing like some songs from cats on there like that's how i know a lot of musical songs is from broadway kids cd wow that's really interesting and my parents made us a vhs tape i might have said this before in the pod but my parents made us a vhs tape that was a couple songs from little shop of horrors and a couple songs from greece and we just thought like Mason and I thought it was the entirety of both of those movies. And so we'd come home from church and like my parents would pop this in and we'd sit down in front of the TV and be like, this is great. Even though 
the story didn't make any fucking sense at all. <laughs> like, we'd be like, I love Greece, but it was like four songs from Greece and they didn't tell a story in any way. But um, so that's the backdrop of this. But uh, should we, do you think we should jump into it? Yeah, well, I mean, a little more preface. So oh, okay. yeah. um, a lot of um, the music, so the, 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 the songs I'm going to talk about are not songs that I grew up with until I was like in middle school, I'd say. Like when I got mm-hmm. into middle school and I started loving the game Rock Band. Oh, okay. At that point, I started list, like ha- having my own music tastes and being like, I love the Beatles and I love Led Zeppelin. And yeah. I love, you know, X, Y, and Z. And at that point, I, I guess, knew enough about music to um, relate to my parents in some ways. And like, when I like entered ninth grade and made friends with my bandmates and they all loved Rush, I was like, yeah, Rush is awesome. Mm-hmm. And then my dad was like, wait, you like Rush? Like I listened to Rush in college. Oh, interesting. Like, that's, that's a sort of example of like, oh, now I can actually talk to my parents about the music they like and, and listen to because now I like am getting into that, the music that they were into in high school or whatever. Um, and the other thing to know is that my, my dad, upon moving to Massachusetts and starting this job with like under his, his new boss, like his new boss got him into like new country music, like Rascal Flats and like, interesting raw and and stuff like that and my dad never liked that and it kind of like blindsided me but like you know when we once we moved to massachusetts we weren't listening to cds anymore we were listening to playlists that my dad you know my, like my dad's itunes library around right, the house. Right, right. um so at that point i listened i got acquainted with like not a huge wide variety but like a small selection of my dad's favorite country songs as well as you know some older stuff that i was used to listening to like rush or the beatles or whatever yeah that makes sense um i guess the general story of these is kind of similar like i when i was i I think i never really liked any of this music until i was like in middle school and then i did start kind of sharing more musical taste with my parents but with the caveat that none of the music that my parents have liked is cool. Really? My, my parents, neither of my parents have ever really liked music that I would think of as like cool. Like they were never like music nerds or like kind of in the know in any way, like musically. Like, I think there's a lot of things, you know, like if you were talking about like the Pixies being big in the eighties, like my parents never listened to, you know, like, they, you know, a lot of the stuff like that, like a lot of the stuff that's still on my, oh, I should listen to that. Like Bucket List never was something that my parents listened to, at least that I know of. That's really interesting. I, I feel like that that makes me think that our lists are going to be very different. Oh, I think they're going to be very, very different. Well, and, and so we should probably explain to our listeners what we're going to be doing. Right. Okay. So I said five songs for each of your parents that you think... Uh, what did I say? To encapsulate their, their music taste? Yeah. Um, so for me, I ended up doing kind of chronologically songs moving through their lives um, that 
show their music, their taste over time, kind of in different eras. Um, so what I made is kind of like the Podhood challenge that we did. Yeah. Um, but about my parents and only five songs each. That's interesting. I did not think of it chronologically. I think yeah. my parents, as far as it, like with the exception of the infusion of country into my dad's life, I think my, I've always thought of my parents' music taste as totally static. Interesting. I, yeah, I wouldn't be able to assign time hmm. to their taste. Interesting. Do you want to start or should I? And should we go back and how should we do this since we each have two lists? Should we, um, should we start on dads? All right. Should we do dad, 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 and then mom, 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 Yes, mom, mom? <laughs> exactly. Okay, great. You couldn't have said it any better. Okay, let's start on dads. And can you, uh, can you enable screen sharing? You can go first if you want, but. Oh, right. I should have. I, I have music. I have music cues that I want to play. Right. Why don't you, um, why don't you go? And okay. while you're talking, I'm going to queue up mine. Sure. Share computer sound. Um, oh, wait, no. Just share music or computer sound only, right? Okay, great. So we're starting with dads. All right, so my dad was born in 1969, and this came out two years later, but was something he listened to a lot growing up and then shared with us when uh, we were kids. Can you hear? Yep. This is longer than I realized. Okay, I did not realize it was gonna go that long. Oh God, oh mercy, what is that? But so that is God Save the People from Godspell. Uh, my dad loved Godspell when he was a kid. He and his sister would just like listen to it in the living room on, you know, a record and like dance around to it. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Godspell, but some of the songs are great. Uh, I don't know if you've, you have, you've never seen it, right? I've never even heard of it. Godspell is a retelling of the gospel. Uh, I don't know which gospel, but uh, it takes place, at least the movie takes place in New York City. And Jesus is played by Victor Garber. Uh, who wears a Superman t-shirt with rainbow suspenders over it. And it's a super weird look. Um, I, as I once told Emily at the grease paint production of Godspell, uh, watching Godspell just makes me want to watch Jesus Christ Superstar. But some of the music in Godspell is really good. And this is one of the yeah, things. And it, it sounded it kind of, just like when you put it on, I was like, oh, is this Jesus Christ Superstar? Jesus Christ Superstar, yeah. I, I like a lot of the things on this are also things that I have liked at one point, but I tended to pick, I tried to pick things that were more distinct to my parents than things that I shared with them. Um, okay. But uh, this is a good song, God Save the People. And yeah, my dad liked a lot of musicals as a kid. He was actually in Godspell when he was in high school. He played hmm. Jesus, I think. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, that's why I chose this one. Okay, cool. Do you want to go? Uh -huh. Yeah, mine's going to be nothing like that. Um, All right. Let me go. Oh, I need to enter my password to share my computer. That's weird. You're still using the Windy C Zoom. Yeah. Okay. 
Do they know? No. Cool. Oh, great song. music to start my day yep exactly it's a good song um, it's more than a feeling by boston um this was like um I, d I didn't really learn how like i learned the song foreplay long time from rock band is um, that by boston too yep and i never really knew how much my dad liked boston until um I started playing rock band and then like when I started collecting records in high school, I got this one and my dad was like, Oh, that's like one of the best records of all time. Huh. Wow. And we would always play this song together or this album together when we were playing pool, because that was really when we did the majority of our vinyl listening, we would go down to the basement where the record player was put on a record and play pool. Wow. Um, so yeah, this was, this is like, Really, I can like picture my dad rocking out to this album in high school. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I, I I think I think that's such a fun song. Um, and when uh, a guy who had graduated from my high school a couple of years before I was in high school went on The Voice, he uh, sang that song one of the weeks. He got he got really far in The Voice. He got down to like the top four. Wow, that's uh, a yeah, tough the whole song to sing. The whole school was rooting for him. Yeah, he had a great voice. He also sang A Case of You by Joni Mitchell, which was, he did he did awesome. Wow, those um, are very different. Yeah, well, you know, you got to show off your range in the voice. Um, okay, so now my next one is from 1983, and it's a band that my dad really liked as a kid. Um, and again, I'll say they're incredibly lame. Um, like it's, it's a super lame thing to like, so here we go. I don't, I don't think you'll know this one, but, um, or no, this is not something he liked as a kid. This is when he was, he would have been a teenager when this came out. Um, so this is air supplies, making love out of nothing at all. Are you getting that weird static? Oh, was there static? Static? Yeah. It's definitely coming from you. <laughs> okay. Oh. That is a robot voice. Can you try muting and unmuting? Can is it do you do you still hear it when I talk now? Yeah, you need to stop sharing computer sound. Okay, okay, I'm stop. Wait, it's still bad. <laughs> okay, I'm not I'm not Oh fuck. Okay, wait, let me mute. Okay, now unmute. Well, oh god, it's so bad. Not okay, good. I'm gonna pause recording for a sec. Okay, All right. we're back. Okay, no robot. The robot voice is gone for now. Uh, who knows if it'll come back next time I share sound? But we'll see. Um, so that that is air supplies making love out of nothing at all. Just like super cheesy power ballad. Um, like yeah. really gives me a pretty good sense of like the kind of corny 
person that my dad probably was in high school. Um, and also probably just like a hopeless romantic is my guess and my perception of it. Um, and That's uh, fine. it's not, it's not the worst thing in the world. I don't think, but um, what's, what's his sign. Let's see. He was born in January 23rd. I want to say mm, Aquarius. Aquarius, the age of Aquarius. This uh, is the dawning of the age of Aquarius. Hair was another musical he liked, speaking mm. of the age of Aquarius. But um, yeah, that's a really corny song. There's a lot. Basha, Basha's dad has a playlist on Spotify called Songs to Set Your Teeth on Edge. And it's like a bunch of like aggressively corny stuff. And I looked at it and I was like, <laughs> oh, this is like all my dad's favorite music. <laughs> so um, yeah, so I, I included an Air Supply song. That's funny. Okay, um, here's another one of my dad's songs. Um, this is one that I didn't know he liked until college, actually, until I was in college. Um, This is so familiar, but I don't know what it is. Oh. Do you know why I know this song? Oh, I know. Okay. Of course. Do I, do I remember being in the Humtons first semester? I, yes. I, wasn't, I wasn't sure if we were performing it when you were. This yeah, before. yeah. You guys piloted the song when I joined. Um, yeah. It's a pretty good song. Yeah, my dad's actually a big Zach Brown band fan. Really? Um, Chicken Fried. Uh, that's the only other song I can name by. What else does Zach Brown band do? Um, it's like toe, something about toes. <laughs> knee toes. deep in the yeah, water. Song. Yeah. Um, knee deep. There's the song Knee Deep. Yeah, I think all I know is chicken fried, colder weather, and knee deep. I think those and, are the only and, ones. Okay, I know the song about. I was thinking of literally is called Toes. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, but my dad likes. And it's about, like, it's about him having like a foot fetish? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, oh. Yeah, so this is again is like, yeah, something I didn't grow up with, but that my dad, I, yeah, I think it's like. My dad liking Zach Brown band is like, you have to mention that if you're going to talk about his music taste. Interesting. Has he ever seen Zach Brown band? I don't think so. Mm. Do you think he would? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Good for him. So this is that. And that's something you said that he's come to kind of later, obviously, since yeah. they're, they only sure. started, they only started in 2000. Right. From Atlanta, same place as Allison. Right. Uh, Allison also started around that time in Atlanta. Yeah, that's true. I wonder if Allison's ever met Zach Brown. Probably. Probably it's hard to miss him. Do you have anything else to say about Zach Brown? No, you should go ahead. Okay. All right. Uh, so th my next one is representative of two trends in my dad's uh, musical style. Oh fuck! Nope, that's not that's not the that's not the right one. Okay, so this one is kind of a weird one for me to include because it's my dad singing. What? Oh, no wonder it's not on Spotify. Yes. 
So that's a YouTube video of my dad singing When Sunny Gets Blue with his uh, college acapella group, which my younger brother is now famously in. Um, my younger brother is now the music director of my dad's college acapella group. Wow. Um, which is pretty weird in my opinion, but um, I'm sure that he feels nicely connected with dad about that. But um, but my dad really likes uh, sort of like slow music that where the singer really gets to show off their voice. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something that I hate about music. Like, not that I hate about music, but this is not something that is one of my favorite things in music. Like songs where not a lot is very interesting going on, but well, that's not that's not really fair to say. But my dad likes a lot of kind of jazz standards um, because he really likes to sing and think about how nice his voice sounds. Mm. I like songs that are fun to sing, but not necessarily that sound like beautiful. But he likes a lot of like kind of slow, like like uh, you know, summertime and the living is easy. You know, yeah. like just like the the lead vocalist just sort of like taking victory laps for a whole yeah i i do not generally like that but yeah this is something my dad's saying in his acapella group and he's he actually sang it as a he's saying it to us before bed sometimes Um, oh wow yeah so he likes he likes that song a lot so i thought it's kind of cheating to include one that he actually sang but um because he didn't like listen to the recording of himself but you know right i thought it was i thought it was a fun inclusion yeah that was fun I I mean I've I've heard your dad sing with you and your brothers. Oh right. Um, but it's funny to hear. Was that a video of him in college? No, this is a video of um. This their seventieth reunion, Princeton, the Tiger Tones seventieth reunion. Wow. Uh, thing in twenty sixteen. So it was him okay. a good a good thirty years after um, college. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, I did not see that pick coming. Mm. Um, but let's see. Which one should I play? Let's see what you've got up next for us. Yeah, I think I will. Oh, mm, another great song coming up. Um, the thing is, my dad listens to like music I enjoy. Like, it's not like music I l- like listen to mostly, but it's like when I hear it, I'm like, oh, this is good. Good. I'm glad. You know this one? I don't think I do. Ah, this is such a great song. Closer to the Heart by Rush. Oh, yeah. I've never listened to Rush. Oh, my God. I was so into Rush really? when I was 14 and 15. Mm. Oh, my God. I was like, woo. I was like, me and my bandmates were just like huge Rush fans. And they're a real like, loved it. They're a real like rock head band. Like people, like people who like rock currently are like Rush. Foo Fighters, you know, and then they're like Pink Floyd, Queen. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, they're in the canon. Um, yeah, so I, I knew this song actually from Rock Band again originally. Mm-hmm. I learned songs rock in Rock Band, band too. Um, I, I mean, yeah. Rock Band, Rock Band was really so influential when we were in middle school. Yeah, cultural reset. It was huge. Um, my dad, um, yeah, like he was like, like I said saw me like playing this on rock band and he's like it's so funny that you're getting into this because like i used to love rush that's funny um so yeah um i mean dudes rock my dad my dad rocks my dad rocks out yeah i guess huh rush also did uh did they have a song called tom sawyer is that them oh yeah is that a, that's a big one. Right? Is Rush Canadian? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm saying all the yeah. things I know about them. And did they have a, uh, uh, like their drummer died in the last couple of years? Yep. Okay. Um, Neil Pert, I want to say. Yeah, that's right. That's that's definitely right. Um, I'm doing great at naming things about Rush. Yeah, I think okay, I'm, I, I think I'm done their- though. Canadian this um they mm-hmm. one of my favorite songs of theirs is an instrumental called yyz um yyz yeah and the the main it's a cool song because the time signature is in accordance with the morse code of the letters yyz whoa and that's like what sets the tone of the song that's and really yyz cool. is the airport code for toronto which is whoa. where they're from why what do you mean well why is it the airport code oh. aren't the airport codes usually like yeah uh, i don't know why it's why an abbreviation of some sort yeah i have no clue i feel like that that, that must have been like a late night wikipedia search of mine in high school but i don't remember why yeah is yyz why uh it dates back to never mind it's not interesting it is interesting. Now you have to say. No, I googled it and it wasn't interesting. Why is Toronto YYZ? Okay, I'll say. YZ was the code for the station in Malton, Ontario. But why? But why? <laughs> that's, that's um Okay, okay. I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. Okay. What does YYZ stand for? It doesn't really stand for anything. There is no simple explanation for all codes. Some of the airports have no significance at all and are just a set of three random letters. Well, okay. Well, thank God, because YYZ is a total banger of a tune. Oh, but all Canadian airports have to start with the letter Y. Oh, that's odd. According to their laws. So Vancouver is YVR. Ottawa is YOW. But those make sense, at least. the, The second and third letters make sense. But the YZ part dates back to the Morse code uh railway stations along the canadian national railway so it is morse code related yeah kind of slightly interesting i'll never forget the morse code for yyz Mm. that's fun if you were ever like stranded at sea and for some reason had to signal the letters yyz to somebody you could yeah i would probably know how to do that before sos (laughs) SOS is, yeah, I know that it's like, you know, three short ones and then three long ones and then three short ones, but I can't remember if it's that or three long ones, three short ones, three long ones. So I might say like, oh, so by accident. Um, (laughs) So they might be like, oh, no, he speaks Spanish and there's a bear coming or something. Well, if you just kept going, oh, S, oh, S, oh, S, 
that's they might yep. be like why is this guy saying so 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 you know like he's <laughs> he's trying to describe something that's really great i don't know all right my next my, my number four for my dad um this is a song i think you know um but i'll just play it because it's beautiful wait am i am i sharing yeah i am Mm. So pretty. Good night, my angel. Time to close your eyes and save these questions for another day. I think I know what you've been asking me. So that is "Good Night, My Angel" by Billy Joel, uh, a '90s a '90s Billy Joel song, I think. It's yeah, yeah it's from '93, from his final studio album, um, uh, and it's about his daughter. Uh, and my dad used to sing this to us as a lullaby so much, and it makes me pretty emotional to hear it now, just because yeah. it's just such a sweet song um, about you know loving your kids uh, and. Um, so I, I really like it. And, um, it's also, you know, my dad loves Billy Joel. Uh, he got into Billy Joel in college and like, it was, he was absolutely one of the biggest artists that he, um, like instilled liking in us. Mm -hmm. The three biggest artists that he tried to get us to like were Billy Joel, James Taylor and Elton John, um, who are all, all fairly solid. Like, he wasn't trying to get us to like listen to a lot of like air supply albums, which I appreciate. <laughs> like he knew, he knew, okay, these are the three that I really got to try to get my kids into. And um, yeah. yeah, he, we love Billy Joel. I think in general, my dad likes Billy Joel songs like this or uh, my baby grand or uh, New York state of mind that are a little bit slower and a little more, um, well, I mean, honestly, a little bit more like the songs that, you know, kind of like jazz standards. I like yeah. the ones where he like kind of grows crazy on the piano. Um, yeah, I, I guess this is really... But I like uh, I like this one a lot. This is giving me insight into your family's absolutely fucked up Billy Joel bracket. Yeah, it's insane. It's insane for where's the orchestra to beat Piano Man. It's like yeah. truly, there's nothing... Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. I'm pausing recording I'll again. be back. <laughs> and we're back. And we're back. No, we're pausing again. Yeah, no, there were some very weird things that happened in that Billy Joel bracket. But yeah, no, I think a lot of my family enjoys uh, Billy's like stuff where he kind of shows off his voice, which is weird because he's much more a songwriter than a singer, you know. But um, but uh, it's kind of just more about their their own pref musical preferences, I think, than anything. Weirdos. Pretty weirdo. All right. Um, do I just have one, one or two songs left? I think that was my two, fourth. Right. So I have, right. Okay. This one. Um, this is a song that really came into prominence right when my dad started working in his current job when we moved to Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. um, so as you might guess, it's a country tune. Mm.
I hope the days come easy and the moments pass slow. I don't think I know this. And each road leads you where you want to go. And if you're faced with a choice and you have to choose, I hope you choose the one that means the most. My Wish by Rascal Flats. Rascal. Of course it's Rascal. Yeah. Um, this one was apparently like used in a some sort of advertisement for the company that my dad works at. Wow. What um, is the company works at? Abiumed. It's like a heart device company. Um, so yeah, I guess like that, that brought it into prominence in my dad's Playlist, and at that point, the only music we listened to around the house was my dad's playlists. You know, my dad's spot, um, I said Spotify, Apple Music Library, mm-hmm. iTunes. That's the iTunes word. at the time, yeah. Yeah, so um, that was the point at which, like, oh, my dad listens to country now. Weird. Um, but as, you know, it, it, it made sense over time. Mm-hmm. Um, I... I was torn between this one and a song called Mountains by Lone Star. I don't know um, that. I don't know this either, but it's, I know it's it. another country country song. Um, I actually like Mountains better. I actually put that on one of my weekly playlists last fall because it's That's a nice. good song. Hmm? Yeah. All right. Um, shall I do my dad's fifth? Mm-hmm. Okay. And do you still have something to do at 930 or no? I do. How close are we? We're at nine oh eight. I gonna... could be a little. I could be a little late. That's okay, fine. but we should we should go fast. We should go moms. faster. Yeah. No offense to mom. Uh, you know, not that we think mom music is less important than dad music. Um, okay, here's my dad's fifth. Oh my god. Okay, that was, uh, I'm playing that from the YouTube video Feist1234 Apple iPod Nano commercial. Because <laughs> in the 2000s, my dad started doing a thing where every time he would hear uh, music in an Apple commercial, he would be like, oh, that's a nice song. Add, add it on iTunes, put it on like one of our vacation playlists. And so like he, uh, so this a uh, new soul by Yael Naim, um, uh, the wire by Haim. I'm not sure if that was in it, but he got into this like very like it like songs where it was kind of like a like kind of folk pop songs in the mid 2000s, often like a white woman with like a ukulele, something like that kind of vibe. Um, and I still find myself pretty partial to that kind of music. Just listen to the Staves album today. So, you know, like... I loved the Staves album. I thought it was nice. I think I I'll really probably listen to it. it more. Yeah, me too. Um, But yeah, no, my dad got, dad got pretty into this. And currently, all the music he hears, he either discovers through me showing it to him because I started doing this yearly playlist for him for his birthday or because it played 
in a commercial or at the end of a TV episode in like a montage, you know, he'll right. be like, oh, this song's nice and, and download it on iTunes. So uh, so that's that's the end of my dad's musical journey. It starts in, with Godspell in 1971 and ends with Feist's one, two, three, four in 2007. Wow, I love. I forgot the temporal element of your uh, of your thing. That's really cool. Um, Thank you. I I did choose. So the song I'm about to play, I did deliberately want to play it last because I feel like it's a good closing song. I mean, obviously we still have mom music huh? to talk about. But, we do still have mom music, but to um, close the segment to close out my my dad's music. This is this is he says it's his favorite Beatles song. classic when i find myself in times of trouble mother mary comes to me speaking words of wisdom let it be i mean it's been, i'll say it it's been a while since i've listened to that song it still makes me very emotional it's, it's a really good song um it's a really good song I I love the uh, the tweet that that goes like um, the Virgin hating the Beatles versus the Chad hating Elvis Presley. Oh, and, interesting. Oh God, you're back. Oh, Nobody. really? I'm back. Yeah. I can't I can't hear it right now. All right, we're back again. Yeah. No. The I I need to I need to think more seriously about the Beatles. You know, I need to listen more to the Beatles and. I, I was reading this article about like their breakup and it like was just like a really interesting it's they're so mythologized and I'm so interested in I, I mean, it sounds crazy to say about the most famous band of all time but I'm I'm interested in learning more about the Beatles um can I make a suggestion sure I think a great addition to your quarantine experience in your household with Basha would be buying rock band and playing Beatles rock band. I did love Beatles rock band back in the day. That's what got me into the Beatles. It was Beatles rock band. That's a really fun idea. The only thing I don't have a Wii. I, I only have a Nintendo switch here. You would and need a, to buy one. And a DS. I would need to buy it. Is it worth buying a Wii and a little like guitar and a drum set for our one bedroom apartment. I don't know, I'm not sure, but maybe. Honestly, that sounds pretty fun to me right now. I would... it's, a, it's a fairly good investment. I think I could, you could probably find that stuff for really cheap. I mean, the Wii less so, but. Uh, it, we wouldn't probably, wouldn't be that expensive. I don't know. Yeah, you're probably right. They're a dime a dozen. Um, okay, should, should we jump into mom? Yeah. Cause we only have 15 minutes to do it. Okay. I'm fine with being a little late. It's fine. All right. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I will share screen. Is that okay? Mm -hmm. Share sound. Um, here is where my mom's musical background begins. Um. Here's the story of a lovely lady who was bringing up three very lovely girls. Do you not know what this is? All of them no. What? Oh. Wait, wait, wait. 
Here you go. Yeah. Yeah, I see it. I see you're the not, Brady Bunch. You're not familiar with the Brady Bunch theme? No, not at all. That's that's wild to me. I, I most... know the visual part very well because it's been done so many times, but right, I didn't especially know what the Zoom song screens sounded or whatever. Like. Right. Um, yeah, so my mom loves TV. Um, she's really into TV and watched a ton of TV when she was a kid. Just like so much TV when she was a kid. And Wow. Um, I feel like most of the time that I've heard her sing in her life, she's either been singing a TV theme song or a, a jingle from a really old commercial. Um, That's so funny. Every every commercial she saw when she was a child, she still remembers the jingle of it and can sing it for you today, uh, which is wild. Um, but that's that's my mom's musical. Uh, that's where that's where it comes from. That was the first musical thing because the Brady Bunch premiered uh, about when she was when she was three and went on for five years. But she watched it in reruns. She watched all these shows in reruns for so much when she was a kid in like elementary and middle school. So so uh, yeah. That's that's the Brady Bunch. That's the way they all became the Brady Bunch. Wow. But the Brady Bunch, she also but she also loved the Partridge family. Um, yeah, Partridge family was great. So I thought about doing them too, but I stuck with the Brady Bunch because it's my it's my preferred family. Yeah, the Partridge family wasn't a very good show. I remember that much. My I actually just watched an episode of it with my mom a couple of years back where um, the one Partridge boy uh, pretends to be Jewish. <laughs> Uh, to to get with a Jewish girl. He's in like elementary school and he meets her. He like goes to a Purim bazaar with her and it was like Purim was coming up and I oh was my like, God. Is, is the voice happening again? No. Okay, good. Uh, and uh, my mom heard and she was like, oh yeah, have you ever watched the episode of uh, where, where like, I don't know what his name was, where he pretends to be Jewish and oh my then like, they, you know, he goes to dinner with her family and like his parents are invited and he has to like get get them to go along with the lie and pretend to be Jewish. It's crazy. That is super crazy. That's it was like a, it was funny though. Weird though. Really, really, really weird. Really yeah. weird. Um I but could I like relate. really I like watching OG Star Trek has really made me want to like dive into more 60s media. Yeah. I like an old show every once in a while. Yeah, every once in a while. Okay, um, let me let me get into. So this is a song. I don't know if I've heard it before. So I did need to text my mom to get a little clarity. Yeah. Um, because there are some th artists I associate with her, but I I wasn't exactly sure what songs. And I'm glad I asked because she for this artist she told me a song which I don't think I've ever heard before. So I'm gonna play it. Interesting. Okay. God, that sounds bad. <laughs> Don't tell her that. That's uh, that's Van Morrison. Oh, um, okay. I guess I can see that. And it shocks because I love Van Morrison. Like, I love, um, you know, Caravan, Moon Dance, that kind of thing. Yeah, right. 
but Brown this sounds girl. like right this sounds like um during a waning point of his career i don't is it yeah it's an 89 album oh god mom why would why would you pick this song um all right well right, his it was his 19th studio album i guess i guess that's but it, fine it won a grammy award for best pop collaboration with vocals okay why was it a, why was it a collab who sang who sang with him somebody sang with him on it i don't know but yeah van morrison like whenever i um Whenever I think of my mom's music taste, the first artist that comes to mind is Van Morrison. Interesting. Yeah. Ready to see the the first one that comes to mind from my mom? Yeah. Okay, you have to stop staring. Oh, right, right, sound right, so right. I can. Okay, go. Um, so this is my mom's favorite artist, favorite, uh, it's related to her favorite artist, at least. Um, she loves so much the Osmonds. I can see this. This has like TV credit vibes. Yep. Okay, so uh, the Osmonds are, I don't know if you're familiar with the Osmond family, but they were basically uh, Mormon mormonism's answer to the jackson five. Oh my god what so they're they're a white mormon family from utah and that song was made by white people yes yes oh my god it's it's like oh although apparently it was presented uh by the jackson five first or to the jackson five first but their manager didn't see it being a big hit so it was passed to the osmonds instead and it ended up being a number one hit for them so it was like oh my god uh, i'm reading through the comments right now apparently the Os the osmonds were out before the jacksons but they didn't sound like this until after the jacksons came out so basically it's like a family and a bunch of siblings and donny osmond is the kid oh. in it and he eventually you know had an adult career with his sister donnie and marie mm. uh where they sang i'm a little bit country i'm a little bit rock and roll and like various songs they had a variety show and the kids had a cartoon where they would be like cartoon versions of themselves singing a song which sort oh of the goodness. brady bunch speaking of which but like but now donnie has like a vegas residency and my mom has seen him and oh marie a million times marie sells dolls on qvc and my mom has bought dozens of these dolls no and if, if you ever if you ever enter my house you'll see them immediately because my house is filled with dolls sold by marie osmond i'm thinking that's crazy Maya, i'm thinking this is going to be a good episode because our listeners love when i share details about my family <laughs> and my childhood yeah that's so true this um, is a this is deeply canonically pleasing for the podcast. Yes. But yeah, my mom, my mom fucking loves Donnie Osmond. And he and he did the voice, he the singing voice of the male main character in Mulan. So he sang uh like be a man or whatever. Wow. Well, I mean, I really didn't realize the disparity between how like this is making me realize that oh my parents actually listen to like good cool music, like music <laughs> I, I enjoy. And your parents listen to bozo music. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> bozo music. 
Okay, let me put on another great song that my mom loves. Okay. Um, I Can't Make You Love Me by Bonnie Raitt. Ugh. Oh, yeah. Classic, classic. I recognize oh, just, the lyrics. I didn't recognize the, the music, but. Absolutely. Oh, man. That song just makes me want to cry. Um, my mom loves Bonnie Raitt. Um, and I don't know a bunch of Bonnie Raitt, but I know yeah. that my mom your, loves your Bonnie mom Raitt. Love, your mom loves Bonnie Raitt. You love Bonnie Vare. Yeah. Well, uh, Bon Iver does have a really great cover of this song. Oh, I've heard that actually. Is that on mm -hmm. the that EP? What is that? No, what is that from? I don't think he's ever released it or recorded. He's he's done like YouTube videos. I, yeah, I must have listened to it on YouTube because I yeah. that's really familiar to me. Yeah, I don't think it's a great cover. Um, I don't think his voice is great for it. But, um, my God, yeah, this song. I got really Beautiful obsessed song. with it early in quarantine. Mm. Um, yeah, where I was just like learning it on piano and I just like couldn't stop listening to it and being sad. I think the only other song I know by her is something to talk about. I don't mm. think I know anything else by Bonnie Raitt. Yeah, I really don't know if I do either. Um, but that's a great one. That's a great, it's a great Definitely. song. Yeah. Um, the only other thing I'll say about my mom and Donny Osmond is that the earliest memories I have of my mom using the computer are her going posting on a Donny Osmond fan forum. Uh, like she like knew people from this forum like they they had met so in, in person uh okay so um my next one so then in the 90s so that was the brady bunch 1969 the osmonds one bad apple 1970 then i don't know what my mom does for the next 20 years really <laughs> i guess listens to like generic like 80s hits um mm. then in the 90s uh, she gets together with my dad. They move to uh, Charlottesville, Virginia, while my dad is in oh. med school. And uh, while my dad is in med school, he does not have any time to listen to music, so he doesn't listen to anything. And my mom gets really into country music. Like radio, country radio. So uh, this is one of her two, I would say her two biggest male country uh the the two the two country men that she likes the most are randy travis and garth brooks so this is a song by garth oh brooks god that i really like you know it should be easy for a man who's strong to say he's sorry or admit when he's wrong i've never lost anything i ever missed but i've Ooh. 
So that's Shameless by Garth Brooks. Originally, fun fact about the song Shameless, it was written by Billy Joel. Um, no way. And, and yeah, it was on his, his 1989 album Stormfront. Uh, but then it became a number one country hit uh, by Garth Brooks. Um, so good for Garth. I think it's pretty good. He's married to Trisha Yearwood, who was another one of my mom's faves. Um, and Trisha now now hosts a cooking show called Trisha's Southern Kitchen. Fun fact. And I, my mom watches I, it. I would not have guessed that your mom would have gotten into country based on the earlier and the previous information you shared about your yeah. mom's music tastes. It's interesting and yeah, no, it is interesting, but she loved country when I was a kid. Like we listened, yeah. that's like what she likes to play in the car. And like, I really did not like it as a kid. <laughs> I really hated the country radio wow. when I was a little kid, but, hmm. but now I can, I can kind of, I, I don't mind uh, Garth Brooks and Randy Travis, but Garth isn't on uh, Spotify. So that's really? a bummer. Bummer for him, yeah. Bummer he's like him. um he's like Joanna Newsom. He and Joanna yeah. Newsom, probably the two biggest uh Garth and Joanna. The two mm-hmm. biggest anti capitalists hey, in music. I would history. love to see them do a a collab. Oh god, me too. <laughs> All right, here's the next song from my mom. Wow, that song takes that's more a really than a long minute. intro. Yeah, to to build up. Like I skipped ahead a lot, and it takes a full minute for that song to be anything than lo-fi background guitar. What is it? Wish You Were Here by Pink Floyd. Oh, got it. I should probably recognize that. We're just two lost swimming in a fishbowl. Year after year. Wow. Um, that's like one of the greatest songs of all time. I really can't knock it. My parents both love this song, but when I, I was surprised. So Pink Floyd was a band I got really, really into in high school, like even into mm-hmm. like the early super heavy psych stuff. And yeah. I was like, um, I guess like I knew my dad liked this album cause it was one of the vinyls we had around in high school. Um, but I didn't know until I asked my mom, like what, what artists are most important to you she was like pink floyd like a huge pink floyd fan wow um and i guess like this song she loves it just as much as any of us huh interesting when were your parents born my dad in 61 my mom in 66 interesting well then that's the thing like i i've never known my mom to be into like you know animals by pink floyd or like you know like um adam hart mother or like they're more um, animals isn't that obscure. Adam Hartmother and like Umunguma more obscure. Yeah, I've never albums. heard of those. Um, but yeah, I'm curious to talk with, to my mom about Pink Floyd now. And like, does my mom is my mom actually a fan of like the song "Pigs on the Wing" or whatever? I would love to talk to her with her she's about a, that because she's that a was Floyd like a, head. 
And the album that Anna that that album Animals was once my favorite Pink Floyd album, and it introduced me to like reading about that album on the internet. Introduced me to Marxism for the first time. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. Even though it's not an explicitly Marxist album. You you saw it in some sort of interpretation of it that was or something. Well, yeah. There's also yeah. I mean, like, I think it's like more like an edgy album like i would say like railing against the pig capitalists it's like we're anti like the the man and and less explicitly like yeah class warfare and like the rise of the proletariat yeah well interesting it's in an accessible way right and this and that's you know that's a radio ready way yeah i bought my soviet union shirt from um newberry comics in high school wow how'd your parents feel about that I don't know. I didn't really have anything to say about what I wore. Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah. All right. Can I share my mom's fourth? Oh, yeah. I've got to stop my share. Go. You've got to stop your sharing. All right. So uh, as I said, my mom kept listening to country music up until, um, well, not until anything. But this is one from 1998 that I remember her liking. Um, just let me let me just share the screen for this. I don't know if you've ever seen this music video because I hadn't. No, I haven't. Um, but uh, it's really very funny. Um, unintentionally, I mean, but it's like I love the like in the background her like soaring through the air there. That's so <laughs> that's so funny. Like such a funny green screen. Uh, that that's. Yeah. That's how they felt this should be depicted. But I think this is such a good like story song. I love yeah. Um I love in I love country story songs where they spend the bridge kind of putting the story into context and, and use it as a turning point somehow. You know what I mean? Um uh and this is a great example of that. I was thinking about this and I was thinking about um a couple different Trisha Yearwood songs, but I settled on this. Um because the chicks um right yeah that was wide open spaces by the the chicks formerly the dixie chicks and um great song i remember the most the song i most remember my mom playing by the chicks was goodbye earl which is the song about really murdering murdering an abuser and i that song like really scared me when i was little um wow not that like well, I mean, partially it scared me because I didn't know that, like, there were people that were married to somebody who hurt them. Like, that's, like, mm. a, a terrifying concept to learn as a child. And also, also, despite being, like, upset by that idea, I was like, oh, my fucking God, they killed him? How could they do that? Um, so Goodbye goodbye, Earl really left a, really left an impact on me. But, um, yeah, but I chose, I didn't... Much, I, I chose uh, Wide Open Space because I thought it was more more representative in general yeah i didn't hear that 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 song goodbye earl until i was in college mm -hmm. um and that made me appreciate the chicks in a new way 
Um, yeah, it's a good one. But yeah, really my mom, time. my mom listened to a lot of like country radio and like, I mean, at that time, like until like the late two thousands, country radio was for parents. Like it was like, mm. I don't know. I feel like it wasn't geared towards young people. It didn't turn into like bro country mm-hmm. until like two thousand ten. I don't, I don't think at least. But maybe mm. I'm wrong about that. Yeah, I don't know. Certainly, I wasn't aware of country music until around then. All right, my next song, my fourth mom song. Okay. Oh, classic. Really classic. Teach Your Children by CSNY, Crosby, Snells, Nash & Young. Shout That's out, Cole. Great song. It's a great song, and my mom loves it because it's just like, you know, one, you know, sometimes you'll look at your kid and you can't do anything but just like shake your head, you know, and like they, they're growing up and there's nothing you can do about it. Mm-hmm. And my, that my mom, if there's one thing my mother expresses, the, the, the one way my mom expresses her love in a way that I only know from her in, in a way I've never experienced from another human being is just like the look she gives where like she's realizing we're growing up and like turning into our own people and like fully formed humans and all she can do is just like look at it and be emotional you know what I mean oh, that's beautiful and I think this song really embodies that this was one you know that was in my dad's iTunes library and was played around the house a lot like well before I knew who Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young were, and like obviously I would get into this album later in my life, but um, then coming back to this album and like discovering the song again, being like, oh my god, like I listen to this all the time. Um, it's, it's so sweet. It really reminds me of both of my parents, but especially my mom. That is sweet. That's such a sweet song. Mm-hmm. All right, should I do my final mom song? Show me number five. Okay. Um... This one is, uh, again, might be described as what you what you called bozo music, but um, <laughs> so you know then this this song came out in two thousand eight. Um, two thousand eight, that's crazy. It feels so much newer than that. But um, okay, I'll just play it. So obviously that's Hey Soul Sister by Train um, off of their album, Save Me San Francisco, which was their comeback album because Train was popular in the, I mean, not that popular, but somewhat popular between in the late nineties and early two thousands, because they had Meet Virginia in 1998. They had Drops of Jupiter, of course, in 2001. Mm -hmm. Um, And those were both big. And then they were, uh, kind of out of things until the late 2000s. And so then they then they drop Save Me San Francisco. It has Hazel's sister. Uh, my family gets pretty into it. My younger brother is in like third grade at the time and does a project where he had to make some sort of project about a planet. And so he, he rewrote Hazel's sister to be called Hey Solar System. And it was about the planet Venus. And he made a music video to go along with it where he's singing about yes. Venus. And I don't think this is on YouTube anymore. 
Um, but yeah, I don't think it is. Listeners, if you can find it on YouTube, sound off in the comments. I sadly, I believe it's not anymore. Um, but it was extremely embarrassing for him for a while that it was. And the whole family was involved in the making of this. And I think through the making of this, it became kind of a family thing that we talked about train and liked train and listened to train. And my mom got us tickets to train concerts for so many years after that. Like, yeah, I, you know, we went to like a train concert every year for a while because <laughs> they just wow. never stopped touring. They were like, they're like, yeah, just like victory um, laps. Just they, they were really very successful on the radio for a while there. And, uh, you know, I don't still listen to Train, but it was nice that my family all went to concerts together for them. You know, it was it was a really nice thing. And I think it meant a lot to my mom. So yeah. and she kept listening to them for longer than any of the rest of us did. And it was kind of a sad moment when I had to be like, I don't really want to go to a Train concert anymore, mom. I'm sorry. But well, it's it's good to like um, it. The one thing that's interesting to me, like knowing um, like having you talk to you've talked about like your family specific music in the past and two of the like kind of weird oddities which your family seemed to really vibe with were Train and the Bare Naked Ladies. And I'm, I'm pretty surprised to not hear BNL come up in this list. Yeah, that's a good but point. It probably should It is interesting to hear how Train got into where it got to. Yeah. Um, Okay, I I do have to scurry pretty fast here, but okay. I will. You just play. have one more. I just have my last mom song, um, and you know what? My mom also loves the chicks. And this is a great one to play us out. You know. I had no idea Fleetwood Mac wrote this song for so long. Same. I was like, this I is also the Dixie heard Chicks. the Chicks version first. Yeah. And what I'll say about the song, like I said, I railed against this album growing up because I was like, this is like my mom's music. Like, this is girl music and I don't like it. And then my life really came full circle when I got really into this song again, right after my breakup with Paloma, because it's uh. like, I build my life around you. And I was like remembering how much this song, like I was realizing, okay, this is actually a beautiful song. And like, this was a big part of my childhood. Um, and then in my like going away from Philly party, when I moved, like li lived in Philly for a bit and then was leaving in the summer right after graduation and um all my friends in philly like played the song for me Aww. and it made me cry and that's beautiful um, it was a great full circle moment and um definitely i'll always think of my mom when i listen to the song that's great all right uh i i did find hey solar system let's just let's let's go out on it shall we <laughs> let's go out on hey solar system all right okay. uh you know this has been a great pod i think this was a fun thing to do and i would yeah, be interested if, i don't pod. know if our friends would want to do it but i would be curious to hear i'd be really curious what yeah what their parents are into um and uh all right well here is a little bit of hey solar system starring logan emmert uh this part does feature me so you know enjoy
Wait, no volume. I think you're sharing screen, but not sound. Oh, no, really? Yeah. Oh, OK, OK. Thank you for noticing. Screen, yes, share computer sound. OK, you can see Tiny Logan, though. Yes. It's been so long since I watched that. Anyway, uh, you, you need to drop that link in the chat. I'll drop. I'll drop it in. Uh, I'll. I'll send that as the warning that we recorded yes. something. Okay. Oh, thank goodness. Okay. Right. Um, this has been a fun one. This I think our listeners one. will really enjoy this. I we're really in the part like we're in the year and we have no like temporal, um, crutches to hang on anymore. Like there's no like Christmas pod, end of the year pod. Like we just need it's to true. come up with subjects now. So this is a fun way to kind of like usher in that period of the year. It's true. It's true. Oh, fuck. Uh, oh, and one, an album, uh, since I'm going to do this every episode, an album that I've been listening to that's mm. not from recently is uh, The Grateful Dead, Working Man's Dead. Working, that's work, so interesting. It's called. I've, I'm, I'm trying to get into Grateful Dead because I know they're a jam band, but I want to listen to their stuff that's not uh, jammy because it's too intimidating to me. So I'm just listening to their albums from when they sounded like Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Yeah, that's, um, that's really interesting. Maybe I could become a deadhead this year but I feel maybe like you there's could. a lot of it um, could happen yeah an, an album i uh have listened to that's not new is um what's the name of it mama's gun 2000 album from erica badu oh fantastic cool. album not a single skip it's all really good um and everyone should listen to it that's great all right well all right until next time this Goodbye. has been dc pod glugging out Glugging out.